This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Squarespace. Guys, the future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. You can showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right. Did you just do a vocal warm up? I was just making sure that my headphones were on. By going bup, bup, bup. Bup, bup, bup. Oh, Mm -hmm. the lesser known uh, voice warm up. (laughs) Yeah. This is what Celine Dion does before a concert. Yeah. She just looks in the mirror and goes, bup, bup, bup. Bup, bup, bup. <laughs> Fun facts here on this episode of Not Too Deep. Hey, everybody. I'm Grace Helbig. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Jack Ferry. I don't know why I introduced myself. I've never done that before, really. But sure. Hi. Hi. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm well, Jack. How are you? I feel great. I feel like we really started this episode on a very solid note. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Bup, bup, bup. Bup, bup, Can't bup. go wrong. Uh, I was just making sure the mic was on. <laughs> I know. And I appreciate your professionalism. Thank you. This is an exciting episode. Ashley Perez is on with us. You guys probably know her from BuzzFeed. Uh, but she's just a really great content creator. Dude, so funny. She's such a she was such a great guest. She's super smart. She's really funny. She makes great content on BuzzFeed and is now sort of venturing into kind of her own world of yeah. content creation too, which is super exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, and I think we also might have by the end of this convinced her to start her own podcast. It so sound, it sounded like it. If by the time this episode goes up and <laughs> Ashley has started a podcast, please uh Spam her to bring us on as guests. I'll I will second that emotion because I I think she was such a great interview. I think she would be an excellent podcast host. Totally, she's very introspective and just very funny. So I agree. Get ready for that. But first, us. Yes. Hi, Grace. Hi. <laughs> we did this already. <laughs> I know, but you just got back from New York. I did. How was your trip? Uh, weather. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. yeah. I know. We live That's... in this bubble that is Los Angeles, and I forget that there are seasons that exist in other parts of the world. So. It was classic New York. Everything's covered in piss and everyone's angry. <laughs> so are you one of those people when you travel, you don't check a bag? I used to only check a bag because I didn't want to deal with the idea in my head of getting on a plane and having to awkwardly lift my bag, which I didn't know for sure I would be able to based uh-huh. on weight, uh-huh. into an overhead bin with the possibility that no one would help me uh-huh. or the possibility that I would drop it on someone's head uh-huh. was so debilitating that I used to only check bags and Got be like, it. I just don't want to deal with this potentially awkward social situation. Um, but then I lost my luggage uh, on a couple Ooh, flights. And so now I try not to check it if I don't have to. Yeah, I don't like to check a bag, but it's difficult when you go somewhere cold. Yeah. Because oh, you yeah. need all that cold weather gear. It yeah. stinks. Life sucks. Uh, but we, <laughs> but this season, not too deep. You guys know we're trying to put a positive spin on things. We are. And bring a little bit of um, optimism into all of our lives that might need it right now. Indeed. In this climate of things and such. So That's right. we have our segment called We're Rooting For You. We are. Where Jack and I, every week or every episode, bring a different person or thing or event or uh, something that has caught our attention in our worlds that we want to let each other know about and in turn express that we are rooting for said person, thing, mm-hmm. event, etc. Yes. So Jack, I'll let you go first. Okay. Who are you rooting for? I am ro- rooting for uh, this person I follow on Twitter. Okay. Her name is Lane Moore. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you if you know who that is. I know Lane Bryant. 
Okay. That's different. That's clothing store. Totally different. Mm -hmm. uh, Lane Moore is uh, at hello Lane Moore okay. on Twitter. And um, she has this like ongoing thread that's been going on for, I'm going to say weeks now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, about this uh, cute boy in her... Um, her building who she's apparently too shy to talk to how did you find this person on Twitter? because other people have started retweeting it and it ended up in my feed and now i am so it's a saga i am completely caught up in the saga i want to know what's happening and the one that really got my attention was this tweet that she put out on uh january 1st mm -hmm. so on new year's day in all caps attention the cute boy in my building went to do laundry but i was doing mine so he said he'd come back later when i went back to get it he'd taken out He'd taken it out of the dryer and neatly folded all of it for me. Like he took the time to gently fold my pillowcases and shit. What is this? Oh, my! I mean, they're living together now. I mean, how could you not get caught up in that? Okay, but here's the, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh -huh. If it wasn't a cute boy, it was some creepy old man. Would you have such affection for someone touching your stuff and folding it for you? Probably not, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's focus on the positives here. Also, focus on the positives that maybe this is a love story that is developed developing via social media and and it continues to develop so like if you if you go to her she's constantly posting updates to this thread wow about the cute boy in her do you believe it's real i think so because you know like i'm just gonna grab one at random so uh -huh. um okay so this morning i woke up to a text thread my landlord started where she texted everyone in the building so now i technically have laundry guy's phone number but i don't know which one it is also i'm hearing someone in his apartment practicing trumpet right now maybe him who knows wow okay <laughs> so it's a little stalkery but i think it's cute so but it's also like a murder mystery like she's using these context clues to get mm -hmm. all of this person's information. Indeed. And she is, I, uh, clearly she doesn't know uh, his name. She just refers to him as laundry guy. She clearly has a, but she has a very deep crush on him. Uh -huh. And I think that, you know, they you must be kind of mutual. I would have never folded someone's clothes for them. No, but what's the alternative that you, what if you're running late and you need to get your laundry done and you, so like college rules where you take someone's laundry out, but you put it on their dryer, but you, mm -hmm. If you feel bad about it, you would fold it, I guess, so that you taking it out didn't seem like such a bad gesture. He folded her pillowcases. Yeah, well, that's very sweet. That feels like the beginning of a rom-com. What's to the me. end game, though? Oh, well, that's what I want to find out, and we don't know. So, what would you go do? Follow Lane Moore. <laughs> if you started talking to someone, and then after mm -hmm. the fact, found out that they had had this entire online saga life chronicling them. Figuring out who oh, wow, you were. I hadn't thought of that. What like if would, I was laundry guy. Yeah, if you're a laundry guy, <laughs> what would your reaction be to finding out that this entire viral story has swept the Twitter nation? Okay, well, because this is a positive segment, uh -huh. I'm going to hope that he doesn't have a Twitter when he finds he's it. Too, he's probably too cool. Laundry he, guy is too cool for social cool. media. He's too cool. He finds it. He finds he he thinks it's adorable. Flattering. Um, and then uh, immediately joins Twitter and creates the handle Laundry Guy. He's at Laundry Guy. He, now. Okay, so he takes advantage of. Yeah, this I'm rooting. Phone. I'm I'm rooting for this relationship. We're to rooting happen. for you, Lane. Lane Moore. Moore, yes. not Bryant, not Lane Bryant. <laughs> also rooting for Lane Bryant. I mean, it's been a long brand of a a, a store, so they've really done it. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's who I'm rooting for. I, I'm with you. I'm rooting for her. We'll see what happens. I'm rooting for. Adam Rippon, 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 okay, who is the first openly gay U.S. man to qualify for the Olympics in ice skating. He is Wait. openly gay. I know, I know. <laughs> Try 
trust me, everyone has questioned um, this headline. Johnny, <laughs> here's the deal. Johnny Weir was not out when he was an ice skater. He came out after he retired. Uh, okay. All right. And <laughs> look it up. Everyone is using this headline. <laughs> I'm I, look, there are there are questions to be had. I get it. Uh-huh. But once you see Adam Rippon, you're like, oh, this is fantastic. Because he's kind of made himself like this sassy villain in ice skating too Ooh, where he's he like just the heel of villain he kind of, of like of talks he kind of talks shit about all the other ice skaters <laughs> but he also like is so confident in himself that uh-huh. there is it's really difficult to describe on the podcast but when he got his scores in the qualifying round he literally put his hands up shimmied his shoulders <laughs> and then gave two uh peace signs shimmied his shoulders again and then pushed back his fake long hair he oh, went, wow. he like pushed it back. It's the greatest reaction to getting scores ever. He like kicked his leg up over his head. He's so fantastic. Very flamboyant. That's amazing. And he apparently didn't necessarily like make the team in terms of scores. The uh, like ice skating committee kind of like congregated and they switched out the guy that was in the top three with him. Wow. And I think it's this thing of like, he's honestly an interesting person to watch because he gives great sound bites. And he's turning this world of like ice skating, a la the era that we're in where we're revisiting the Tanya Harding, oh, Nancy sure. Kerrigan stuff and how that was a crazy scenario, but gave so much media attention to oh, the yeah. sport of ice skating. It feels a little bit like this guy is really interesting. He gives more attention to this world that now has attention back on I it. I love it. Uh, someone asked him in like a press conference after it was announced that he was going to be on the team. They were like, what's it like being um, an openly gay athlete? Uh, in 2018, he's like exactly like being a straight athlete, just with better eyebrows. <laughs> he's perfect. I'm rooting for him. He's amazing. Uh, he's fantastic. He's just so sassy, and I want to see everything he does. Amazing. Well, you know, I'm already uh, a fan of figure skating, so I'm absolutely rooting for him as well. There, we're rooting for you, Adam. Another reason for us to watch the Winter Olympics, which I keep forgetting are happening this year. Yeah, I'm excited. So bonkers. But okay, there we go. Those are who we are rooting for this Indeed. week. If you guys have anyone that you are rooting for in the world, don't hesitate to tweet at us. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. And also give us suggestions on who in upcoming episodes we should be rooting for if we don't see them on our own. Absolutely. Um, And someone that needs no rooting for, but we all obviously root for her, is our guest, which we're about to talk to, Ashley Perez. Like we said, she's so cool. She's so smart. She's got her finger on the pulse. And a lot of opinions about Taylor Swift that I wasn't totally privy to beforehand. <laughs> yes. So get ready. Trigger warning. If you're a Swifty, this <laughs> might rattle your world a little bit. But hear her out. Uh, we'll be right back with Ashley Perez on Not Too Deep. Not, not too deep. With Grace Heidbeck. Get ready for some drama on Monday, February 26th. Get ready for the premiere of an amazing new show on NBC called Good Girls. It stars six-time Emmy nominee Christina Hendricks as well as Retta and Mae Whitman as three best friends who suddenly find themselves desperately in need of money. We all know what that's like. Beth's cheating husband has left her family hopelessly in debt and they could lose their home. Annie's ex is suing for custody and she can't afford a lawyer. And Ruby needs some serious cash to afford the life-saving medical treatment her daughter needs. So these three suburban moms take matters into their own hands and pull a one-time heist. They score more money than they imagine and more trouble than they bargained for. The critics love good girls calling it, quote, hilarious, quote, fun, quote, just what you need. And Vogue.com raves, quote, get ready to be hooked from the right 
writer of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, Don't Miss Good Girls, premiering right after the all-new season of The Voice with the return of Alicia Keys and a brand new coach, Kelly Clarkson, Monday, February 26th on NBC. Um, this is so exciting. Ashley Presence here. Yay! Hi! Hello. And we talked to uh, Matt Belsai about this, that the first ever interview that Mamrie and Hannah and I ever did was you and Matt backstage at our No Filter show. Dude, that at, was the first interview? That the three of us did together. Oh my God. That wasn't like a VidCon thing or something. Uh, and I remember all of us, I told Matt this, when we left, we were like, they were so prepared and they knew so much about us. And those were great questions. And that was so fun. And then now look where we are. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that a lot. That's like a really random because now I'm like really good friends with Hannah. And I see her right. all the time. And like after that, I did one more interview with Hannah. And then Hannah being Hannah was like, hey, dude, like touching me all over. <laughs> and she's like, can we hang? Like, what are you up to? And like in, started inviting me to like birthday parties and yeah. stuff. And that was in the point where I had just gotten back to LA and I was like I don't know anyone except for Hannah is like weirdly all my friends have also thought that Hannah has been attracted to them at one point oh yeah because Quinta uh, was like Hannah is in love with me I'm like no uh, dude that's just how she is she she flirts (laughs) with everyone she flirts with me I mean it's yeah it's it's yeah it's how she attracts people to her is by seemingly being attracted to them but it's just how she communicates when she likes someone and wants to be around them she makes them feel like they're the most special human in the universe deep eye contact and shoulder rubs. Yeah, and she's yeah. very, Short, she's too, very so like, touchy. She's she gets, very, she gets on people. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she's climbed us all like trees at some point in uh, our lives, which I mean, just makes you feel special. It really does. <laughs> she brings you in. Uh, but that was so fun, and what a like blast from the past. Yeah, how many years ago was that? Like four or five four or, or something. Five. I've been out here for five years. So Were you living I, in New York? When I think that I was living in New York. So it's over five years ago. Whoa. <laughs> no. Were you Time living flies. in New York? Were you, I was. You were I working for BuzzFeed, at BuzzFeed there? in New York. And I think I was still an intern and nobody cared or knew about YouTube. And the reason that I knew about you guys was because I lived in Korea the year before teaching English because mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And I, um, I literally just needed to listen to people speaking English. So I'd either watch YouTube videos or listen to friends. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, because you were surrounded by Korean yeah, all day. That's it. And so then when I got to BuzzFeed, I was like, I think we should start writing about like YouTubers because we're like part of the internet too. And they were like, go for it. No, that was what was so cool about it. They were like, BuzzFeed's legitimate. This mm-hmm. is a big, and they want to interview us. Like we had such a hard time explaining to anyone what YouTube was. Yeah. And so for someone that worked for an actual like source that we all looked at daily, we were like, this is cool. This feels like a breakthrough. <laughs> well, it was good that for both of us, it felt like big time. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. But now, so you've been with BuzzFeed for how long now? Five years. I've been Jeez. with BuzzFeed for five. That stock is vested, y'all. Get I'm it. having a great time. Get it. I, when but I was you, at BuzzFeed, people were like, BuzzFeed? Like, had no idea what oh, wow. I did. Yeah. that's And you started more as like writer producer, right? Mm-hmm. And now you've been moved to like in front of the camera so Mm -hmm. how did that transition happen so I was like an editorial intern and I was living in New York and I thought my whole life that New York was like going to be my dream and Mm -hmm. I'm from California and I just did not know that summer sucked and winter sucked and almost everything except for four (laughs) perfect weeks in New York and everyone's the worst in New York and so it just killed my soul Mm -hmm. and they were opening an LA office that literally had like two people and they were like "Uh, does anyone want to move to LA and everyone from New York said no and I was like please please move me and so they moved me out here and at that point video and edit were such small teams that they we were all in the same room and actors were too expensive and Zay Frank who's the 
president was literally like, hey, you're kind of loud. Like, why don't you be in videos? <laughs> and, and the rest is like truly history. It's so, I mean, the system in there blows my mind. Uh, I remember years and years ago, Ella produced a video that oh, she yeah. invited me into. Well, first they invited me into like the pitch meeting, which uh-huh. Zay sits in and they psychoanalyze like what you mean to mm-hmm. the internet world. And it was like a therapy session that I had to like, do like reflect on myself and my relationship with the audience. Oh my God. And then they created this like 10 ways to be like a non lady, like lady or something. I remember that video. Yeah. And it was so guerrilla style yep. that literally Keith told us that he's in that video with me. Cause she just grabbed him oh and was God. like, "Will you just sit with her while she eats pizza gross in front yeah. of you. Most <laughs> people at Buzzfeed like got their on camera start by just people grabbing them and yeah. putting them on there. And then the audience kind of reacts to you and whether or not they like you. But like, I'm sure that setup was probably just Ella with a camera. I don't Literally even think that, there was yeah. audio. There might've been one camera person in her, just making sure that like things looked okay yeah it's like it like maybe an intern and almost everyone started as an in like everyone that you know and love minus quinta who's like a special unicorn was (laughs) was an intern but it feels like its own sorority fraternity Mm -hmm. thing because you guys are all genuinely friends in real life yeah and that you know i don't think i could have done this process without having people coming up with me in it because i had no intentions at all of like being in front of camera my major was international studies i was supposed to be a diplomat and i make youtube videos (laughs) which is a diplomat that in its own way exactly you I have really a just, voice I, technically I have a voice but yeah it is I that was so nice because there were so many changes that would happen of even just we all started getting recognized at the same stage and we all mm-hmm. started it was also weird to deal with the fact that most of us were producers and doing behind the camera stuff and did all of the work and people only recognized us for one thing which right. was our faces and yeah, so that's bizarre yeah it was really like oh it's not it's not a bad thing but it it also you kind of want to be like I-, I know how to do the rest of the stuff too right. like I can edit I can produce I can direct I can write you know no that's the cool thing about you guys are all it's kind of a microcosm of YouTube and the digital space in that company mm-hmm. alone that you guys are all self-producers and like you mm-hmm. wear every single hat it feels like honestly I describe it as like showrunner school I feel like I've been mm-hmm. in showrunner oh, school for like cool. three years it is it's amazing like I've been able to truly learn how to produce direct act write, and and just run my own shit which is really cool wow. that's cool well, to say shit on this of course yeah. okay. fuck yes um, <laughs> it's also expanding like crazy do you feel like a senior in high school now when you like i don't know who all these freshmen are no that i cannot i feel like a super senior that's yeah. how i've been describing <laughs> it because when i started buzzfeed it was 200 people in one office in new york and it is now 2,000 people in like 19 global offices Whoa. jesus and, it, and the, our reach was i remember remember when we like there was a presentation of like hey we got 10 posts that got a million views and that's actually how I got hired I wrote one of like the most popular posts from a community site uh-huh. and they were like where's this girl where's the traffic coming from and they're like she's in South Korea <laughs> like a wow. weird like Korean attack but um then they um, <laughs> you've infiltrated the system <laughs> but now so it's like BuzzFeed reaches billions of people every month yeah and so it is super weird and like in some ways I feel like it is my time to move on and be like okay I, I need to leave before I'm just that person that everyone's like she's been here a while no I totally understand that I've been there where you feel like you've gotten as much as you can out Mm -hmm. of this system or this like educational experience Mm -hmm. and then at some point you're like 
I'm not flourishing anymore yeah. unless I go and do something else that's like makes me nervous and I don't know what a I'm different doing. Different format. The other day I realized like I have done this so much that I'm not nervous anymore. Yeah. And that really is like it's a hard part to not feel nervous. A complacency is a scary feeling. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. very comfortable, but I've learned like in 2018, my like inner kind of mantras like do more things that make me afraid so do you when you get to that point do you like switch formats or what is your kind of like I need to do this that's basically where I've been in the last like year Mm -hmm. is trying to figure out like what do I do and I think I need to really just like shake it up and like force myself into something uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like I used to do improv all the time and that was this like regular routine of feeling uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I've gotten so away from that and so focused on YouTube which is more comfortable but now the space is changing so it's Mm -hmm. like what do I do so that I still feel that level of excitement because I don't know if this is going to work or not. Exactly. And just that live audience feel. I used to just stand up in college and I oh, think yeah. I might just start doing that again because. Uh, speaking of uncomfortable. Yeah, God. And <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just hard being in front of a live audience when a joke bombs mm-hmm. you just know like we get we've gotten so used to just like likes and comments and right. and and not even individual stuff in mass it's yeah. just like oh, i got this many numbers this is my ratio like right. we're really into stats and stuff at buzzfeed but i really want to have more of that like personal interaction again i think that's great because you guys were doing live shows at buzzfeed right? yeah we did a few live shows okay but you haven't done that for a while Mm-mm, i haven't i'm gonna i'm also 2018 i have literally no idea what my year is gonna be like yeah mm-hmm. i think that's part for the course for a lot of us. Yeah, I think yeah. we're all just hoping yep. that the earth stays intact for a little <laughs> we're bit. We're all going to be puppeteers. Yeah. That's our new format. Ooh, that sounds fun. That would be great. That would be really fun. Um, You were in a sorority in college. Yes. Okay. I that, actually, how do you, who we do does re- your Google? We do research too. Uh, Diane oh, did some research. <laughs> Diane. <laughs> yeah. She's got you covered. I have a lot of things to talk to you about Oprah and Taylor Swift. Oh my God. But yeah. um, I was shocked. I'm not shocked, but I was like, oh, you were in a sorority. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Dude, my life has, everything is like, people at BuzzFeed are like, what, you were in a sorority? And then when I was in a sorority, like I grew up really Christian. People were like, what, you're really Christian. Uh-huh. There's just like a lot of weird phases in my life. Being in a sorority, honestly, it it was like the best time in my life. I I just don't genuinely like being around dudes that much. Yeah. And like being in a sorority was my... Like. <laughs> <laughs> I like sit next to Jack. But like for me, it was so nice because I just... I, I didn't do any of like the crazy drinking or partying. I was mm. just obsessed. I felt like I had 80 best friends. Well, it's a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the best thing about sororities, like there's a lot of shitty stuff, but Pepperdine was a dry campus. So it wasn't like raging and like oh, hanging okay. out with frats and stuff like that. And so. So it's just like core sisterly oh, values. Yeah. It Pepper, truly. Isn't Pepperdine that beautiful school? Yes. It's impossible like, to study. Oh, on Malibu? In Malibu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yep. You would, you That's would literally nice. like, I worked at Malibu Yogurt. That was one of my first jobs. And I, um, I served like Pierce Brosnan and Julia Roberts. And oh, wow. like, it's the weirdest clientele what is this ever. It's a fever dream that I live in. And right it's now. your college. Like, that's your college experience. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, being in a sorority, it, the one thing I like the most is usually when you get to college and you're a freshman, you don't have access to upperclassmen in any real way because you're segregated. Oh. And it was really cool to have older girls kind of be able to give me advice. So that was That's the thing cool. I like the most about it. But there's a ton of shitty stuff about sororities. Sure. <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus was a Delta Gamma too, or it always said like the, there's like people who are famous in your sorority uh-huh. and they tell you over and over again. <laughs> so I finally saw her one night after this UCB show, this tiny UCB show. And oh we're just standing, you know how you have to wait for the um, valet. Yeah. So we're just standing there and it's literally me and Julia Louis-Dreyfus and I was like, (laughs) I was a Delta Gamma too and she literally goes, fuck Delta Gamma. (laughs) Wow. She like dropped out after and I, I was like, 
I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I thought this was going to be our moment of sisterly bonding. You're like, I didn't have a response for this. Yeah. I, was like, I was ready to do our secret handshake. It's <laughs> like, fuck your life. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, oh, man. I remember when I came into BuzzFeed, There, it was the early stages when um, you guys were getting like awarded for like passing a million on videos and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was like a cool like incentive system mm-hmm. sort of. Um, but also I was rewatching a bunch of videos that you were doing about like my stylish friends like redo my whole wardrobe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just posting photos on Instagram with no comment yeah. about like comedy at all. Yeah. So I feel like you've gotten to go through a lot of like personal like changes via videos in BuzzFeed. Is there one or a series that you've been like, this has been the most like meaningful to me? Honestly, like everything has changed about like me internally and my like confidence level. And Mm -hmm. it's also nobody can ever prepare you for what it means for everyone to critique every single part of your body, your voice, Mm -hmm. your hair. And you guys are very raw and very vulnerable in so many videos that it's like, wow. But you're also, you have a sense of humor about it, but you're not Mm -hmm. letting that curb like actually experiencing Mm -hmm. something. The most, the the most recent video that I did was I learned how to dance in 30 days. (gasps) Um, And that was like, Wait, that, like like hip hop dance? Da- okay, so I thought it was going to be like, I'll learn a hip hop routine. Yeah. And it was all, it ended up being a video about my confidence and my, my sexuality, not like gay straight orientation, but like uh-huh. how I feel in my body because my whole life I felt very smart and I felt very funny Sure, because I didn't like my body and I didn't relate to it and I kind of saw it as a joke. And so I did this video kind of knowing that but it turned into like such an emotional experience and Whoa. I danced every day for 30 days and it it changed my confidence. And I've been doing this for five years, but it was the thing that's changed me the most. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I mean, I have to watch that because that is something I relate to where I'm like, dancing is funny, but exactly. I watch really good dancers and I'm like, that's so cool to be able to do that. Well, And I only know what my body is as a funny thing. Like most yeah. of my videos and most of the things I've done at BuzzFeed is like, I trip. I'm the awkward girl. I don't know how to flirt with people. And so I wanted to like feel empowered because I felt now I'm 28. And I and I when I started, I was this 23 year old girl. Right. So I've gone through this big emotional change. And I feel really in charge of my career and my life and my education and my social circle. And I was so disconnected from my body. Whoa. Mm -hmm. But that's an amazing thing to you experience openly Mm -hmm. in a video instead of like borrowing yourself from that you know what was really cool like this is kind of the cool reverse side of all the shitty comments I've never gotten so many comments from our audience and just real friends who Mm -hmm. are like I want to do this I feel this way about my body I think the biggest thing that I try and do is what do people feel like they can't say right and how can I do that and be vulnerable so that they can say me too, basically? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, speaking of awkward dancing, yeah. <laughs> we're going to segue into Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> because I want to believe that she's a great dancer so much. And then I watch her and I'm like, no, you're just awkward mm-hmm. in your body. But mm-hmm. this is as good as it's going to get. And I mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, what are your thoughts on reputation? reputation? Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I went to- <laughs> I went through a whole, I was the biggest Taylor Swift stan in the world. Uh And then I kind of went through this like awakening of Taylor Swift is extremely problematic in many, many, many ways. (laughs) And then, but I didn't know what to do because it was still my favorite music. And so when Reputation came out, I love how it's like, 
Taylor's dead and this is the new Taylor. And it's like, this is the exact same yeah. Taylor <laughs> who still wants revenge on everybody who like will write about you forever in a yeah. song. But I didn't like it at first and I cannot stop listening to it. It's the yeah. only, I have two physical CDs in my car and it's 1989 uh, and Reputation. The, I mean, that speaks for itself. Do you have mm-hmm. a favorite song off of it? It switches, I would say, Endgame mm. or uh, Dress. I mean, it's literally every day. It's a different one. A different one. one. Um, are you going to the concert? I don't know, because you got to do a lot of shit now to get to the concert. You have to buy a lot of things and tweet yeah. a lot of stuff. And it didn't sell out the way 1989 sold out in like yeah. minutes. So there's still a bunch of they're tickets still available. T- I, I didn't even know they were on sale yet. They're on. I looked them up. They're on sale and they're like way more expensive than 1989 tickets. See, were. So that's what everyone's like. What's going on? I, Why? Went, I went to um, I went to Red twice. I went to 1989 and I loved it. But this one, I don't know. I just don't. Hannah yeah. really wants to go, and I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I would go if I got a free ticket. Exactly, I exactly. I don't know how much I'm invested in going on my own accord, but yeah, um, I'm curious to see what the stage show looks like. It's just going to be black and like snakes and stuff. I just, just gonna... I'll walk into a hot topic if I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see her do the slap leg dance. Oh yeah, yeah. I look mean, what you made me do. God, it's uh, it's interesting. I will say, I don't know if you watched her making the like song videos. I watched some of them, yeah. That was really interesting to me. I did. Like, I don't think she gets credit for being a writer. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the part that I think people forget. Is they see her as this, like, you know, floppy, mm-hmm. you know, millennial girl that's <laughs> writing diary entries and then making them into songs. But making a song is so more complex than I think mm-hmm. about it. And these videos are like seven minutes of her just like sitting in front of a keyboard just playing the same, same four chords over and over again and then just like humming different like words to it. I and do like, like listening to those though because it feels like the real version of Taylor what yeah. she actually wants to say and then she'll like change it later. I'm yeah. like, ooh, it's like getting in someone's psyche. Yeah, exactly. That I was like, this makes her more of a human to me mm-hmm. watching this part where literally it's just her like thinking of rhyming words for other words. Someone once told me that people stay the age that they are when they got famous and that has made sense oh, I've of heard that too. every celebrity oh, to me. I've heard that too. Taylor never... Swift acts like a 15 year old forever. That makes so much sense because that becomes mm-hmm. your brand and your identity. Also, the the point, the thing that changes the most is once you get famous, you no longer exist in a real world and people are now making money off of you. People mm-hmm. have an agenda for you and you don't have real feedback like a normal 15 year old. Right. So Justin Bieber is 12. You yeah. know, like it, it really works the more you think about it when you see people and how much maturity they've reached. Mariah Carey mm-hmm. is what, 21? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's valid. She's yeah. raging. Uh, that makes so much sense. I've never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, moving on from one icon to another, Oprah. <sighs> you you stand Oprah, though. I forever. <laughs> Listen, I, I was watching the Golden Globes thing. I was on a plane when it was happening, so I didn't get to watch it live. And then we watched it on YouTube. And I just like, I clutch my pearls. Like I, <laughs> when she pauses and goes, but their time is up. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what just happened to my body, but I, I'm in a different dimension. I feel like we all got sucked into the bad place and the wrong dimension this yeah. last year. And I was like, oh, whatever we've all karmically done to be shifted out of that dimension, it's happening now. Yeah, she is. Um, that was so powerful that I was like, am I watching a Broadway show right now? Mm-hmm. And someone's doing like a monologue that's like the tipping point of this like whole spectacle. It was so 
obviously rehearsed, but it seemed so off the top of her head. That's what I, oh my God. And the story, I was like, where are we going? And now we're in Alabama and, now, <laughs> and here we are. And then I love when it cuts to everyone in the audience and everyone's like crying and also like doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And then the awkward part when they all stand, but then she has like four minutes of her speech left. Still. And so they're, they're all still kind of standing. That's the awkward of like, how do I sit down in front of Oprah when I've already oh stood up? You know you what? Don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what kills me is Oprah. Though I want all of her show, twenty five years of it. I want it on Netflix. Like I need it. <gasps> yeah, it's not. No, I bought the box set, which is only like kind of the best of Oprah, oh, and it, okay. it has like all the kind of backstory of her. But I just will never be as amazed because like Oprah by all means, like doesn't have a right to be who she is. And she always talks about like she had an innate sense of being her whole life of what she wanted to be. And I've kind of felt like that, but it's a weird thing to say out loud. Right. And I love that she just speaks that into being and wants to encourage other people to do that. Oh, have you ever been in a room with Oprah or yes. near? Okay. You've met yes, her? Recent, no. If I had met her, I would <laughs> I would be truly dead. Um, no, I um, I also have a weird thing with celebrities where I want to meet people as peers and friends. So right. like anytime I see someone that I love, I'm I just can't talk to them or say anything to them. But I went to a couple panels recently for um, Queen Sugar that Oprah and Ava DuVernay were in the same room. And those two women, it's so funny because they have so much power between them. And literally some guy in the audience was like, why did you do all female directors for this? And they both laughed and went, because we can. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, man. Yeah, it was amazing. I actually, I don't know if I want to meet Oprah. Although, yeah. man, my favorite day in the world is Oprah's Harvest Day. Do you follow her on Instagram? Oh, uh, I've heard of this. Shit, it is crazy. She A, she owns, she's the largest private landowner of Maui. She owns like a third of Maui. Really? Whoa. I didn't know yes. that. And she, the thing I love about Oprah is she's the most extra because why not? She literally has like her own crates that say Oprah's Farm. Like she has her own logo <laughs> that's designed for it. And when it, her produce is the size of your fucking face and she goes out, I don't know who films her. I feel like it's Stedman. And <laughs> she's just like, and now we have the cabbages. <laughs> and it's to no one and she's just walking around and whenever it's harvest day i'm like i don't think there's more pure joy than oprah just like holding a 30 pound cabbage <laughs> <laughs> wait what day of the year is it i mean it, so it changes year to year it's season to season so okay. like I, that's the thing it's kind of like oprah's favorite things episode. you don't know you when don't it's know when harvest day is gonna be <laughs> you literally don't know and you're like oh my god oh my god and then you see her instagram stories like 75 things long, <laughs> like an ant on facebook yeah you're like i'm in for this three hour she movie she literally goes through every single vegetable and she's like i love leaks because the leaks are blah 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 and you're like I think I love leaks <laughs> yeah didn't she post uh some a photo and she was like I love this rosemary or something everyone's like that's fennel yeah that's fennel Oprah and it was like Jamie Oliver being like that's fennel oh is this the photo of is Diana's it? bringing oh my, god. oh my god yeah this is uh Oprah this makes me so happy just picked wishing all kinds of bountiful harvest to you all hashtag harvest day this was September 28th 2017 mm -hmm. this birthday. is a basket of insane amounts of oh my goodness humongous and also it's just like oh natural oprah yeah. where she's just i love also when she found out what warby parker was there were multiple series of videos where she just bought like hundreds of pairs of warbies <laughs> and was like what do you guys think of this one? Dude, what do you guys just think exploiting their at-home try-on system <laughs> They're like, we're not, we lost a lot of money this quarter. We don't know why. Just Oprah Oprah's just trying them all on. kept all of our try-on glasses. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, link that uh, 
photo in the show notes. Oh, if you yeah. Check if you guys want to go Instagram. Make sure you're ready for the harvest season. Yeah. And who knows, by the time this airs, there might be another harvest oh my day God, that who happens. Who knows what we're going to get. I also loved in her Golden Globe speech that she mentioned Stedman. Because I was like, is yeah. that still a thing Gail going on? first and then, and then Stedman. Yeah. <laughs> Always Gail first. She's like, that's like Leo and Kate where she's like whoever her current husband is. And then she's like, and then the true love of my life. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Nicole Kidman when she just full on grabbed Alexander Skarsgård and kissed him at what was the last award show? It wasn't Golden Globes. I heard about this. I didn't see it. It's so freaking funny because Keith Urban, you could do a slow zoom into his face. He's, he's just, just watching like, it happen. <laughs> <laughs> also, their kiss at the Golden Globes was an awkward journey. I saw someone post like Keith Urban trying to kiss Nicole Kidman when she won it was a journey. Because she like gets up and he's trying to grab her face and she's trying to hug the person next oh to her. Oh my God. It's really uncomfortable that they got there finally. Award show, so people funny. don't know this, but award shows in general are weird. Yeah, like when you awkward. go to them, they're awkward and weird. Yeah. And yeah. like you just want to like drink and go do stuff. And then you have and to like sit back down. Right. If they do offer booze, everyone's loaded. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's so drunk. You just see red. Yep. glassy eyes everywhere. The one picture I saw was um, Tom Hanks yeah, with coming back with a tray of martinis <laughs> yeah. back at his table. Amazing. Uh, God's gift. Um, you mentioned that you got foot surgery recently. Yes, so I did. you've been kind of bedridden and watching everything. Every, everything. So uh, this is like a new question that we're asking everyone is to explain to us in like a minute or so why we absolutely need to watch your current favorite television show oh man i mean i'm sure it's probably actual favorite no i have so many we'll just pick one (laughs) i have the same problem okay i i this is the one that i evangelize the most because a lot of people don't know about it Mm -hmm. fleabag on amazon oh yeah i've seen the first episode or two it was on a plane but i have to finish watching okay so fleabag is this six episode series that this woman who like the thing i love about female-led shows is it's so clear that they're so talented and playing these weird side roles their whole life and when their shows come out it's this fully formed nuanced Mm -hmm. beautiful thing that they've made but it's the funniest show and she breaks the fourth wall in the most clever way that i've seen it happen but that without spoiling it by the time you get to the end of the sixth episode it is so deep and so moving and still so funny and you have no idea how you got there Mm. you you have to watch it it's my favorite thing on amazon and it literally i got sick one day and watched it all and i was like wait it's done what the hell yeah it's only six episodes six episodes and i don't even know if they're making another season of it but it's it's beautiful it's I watched yeah two people were talking about it and then two episodes were available on a flight and I mm. watched those two and then I I was like this is great mm-hmm. it's like Zach Morris in Say by the Bell but way better yeah, addressing yeah. the audience <laughs> where it's like these oh, asides and she's just great the way you describe it is perfect that's yeah. like she's clearly been playing this like side character the mm-hmm. whole time but she has an entire world that you've never explored and she is okay her the show is called Fleabag and I didn't realize to the end her character does not have a name I, until I turn on the <gasps> subtitles because sometimes with British stuff I'm like what the hell are you saying <laughs> it says Fleabag and I'm like she doesn't have a name and she is the shittiest human being and I really appreciate when female characters are allowed to be that shitty yeah no that's true mm-hmm. oh now that reminded me that I want to go I'm watch that yeah, the queue. Season two comes out next year. Oh, season two comes out 2019. Man, there's too much coming out in 2019 now that I have to wait for though. The Crown, Game of of Thrones. Thrones. I'm just gonna be busy in 2019. Don't call me. me. (laughs) Let's just take the year off. (laughs) Also, if you have my number, how did you get it? If you're not my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we have Twitter questions for you. A lot of people have a lot of things that they want to know about you, and I'm excited to find out for myself. So we'll be right back with more Ashley Perez on Not Too Deep. Offer code Grace. Yeah. 
Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies over at Casper Mattresses. Listen up, podcast listeners. You are invited to take advantage of Casper's competitive limited-time President's Day offer for the first time ever. Casper is the place to shop for President's Day mattress savings this year. They sell directly to you, eliminating added costs and saving you money. And they have three mattress lines to choose from. They've got the original Casper, the Innovative Wave, and the Streamlined Essential. There's something for everyone. And better yet, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. That's right. You can try it for 100 nights to make up your mind on whether you like it. Returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. Sleep in superior comfort for the rest of 2018 and beyond with the help of the internet's favorite mattress brand. I attest to this. I currently sleep on a Casper mattress. You all know if you've been listening to this podcast, Huge fan of that brand and highly recommend if you're in the, in, in, in need of something to sleep on because we spend like a third of our lives sleeping, which is insane to actualize. So make sure you're doing it right. And for a limited time, visit casper.com slash savings and receive up to $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more. That's casper.com slash savings to get $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more. This special offer expires February 20th, 2018. That's February 20th, 2018. So take advantage of it. Casper.com slash terms for more details. Not, not too deep. Guess where support for today's show comes from. I bet you it's our good buddies over at Squarespace. You bet your bottom dollar. If you are ready to start your new business, you got to make it stand out with Squarespace. No generic businesses here. That's right. Because they have beautiful templates Mm -hmm. created by world-class designers. They make it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Yeah, let's say you want to showcase your work. Like you got something you wrote that's awesome. Let's say you got a, a blog about, you know, dogs and rain boots that you want to create. <laughs> or if you want to publish any kind of content, let's say you want to sell the rain boots that your dogs are wearing. Or you want to offer a service that walks dogs in rain boots. And you can make all of these things for yourself in just a few clicks. I think you got a new business idea there, Grace. I'm just giving the people some ideas, some <laughs> brainstorming starter points. And then from there, they can customize everything from the look and the feel to settings and products. And... Uh, you know, you might be listening to this podcast off your phone right now. Mm-hmm. We all use our phones more than ever. Making a website with Squarespace is optimized for mobile right out of the box. And they've got analytics to help you grow your business in real time. Yeah, you. there's nothing you, you need to install, patch, or upgrade ever. I wouldn't even know how to do any of those three things. Yeah, but if you did have a question, you always have the award-winning 24-7 customer support right there to help. This is as if destiny is calling, and you know what it's telling you? You got to make a new website, and you got to make it with Squarespace. And I can say confidently that Squarespace is so easy to use. Even a dumb dumb like me can use it because I do on the regular. Yeah, go. What, what, what websites have you made with Squarespace? Let's see. I've made popcorn.show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently working on jackfairy.com. Okay. I'm currently working on the new nottodeep.com. Perfect. That's just to name a few of my many Squarespace websites. So if you want to get in on this Jack Ferry multiple domain name game, go to <laughs> squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website. Or domain that is squarespace.com offer code grace g-r-a-c-e 
Wait, is her show episodic or is it like you can binge Leah on Remney, it? Leah Remney, listen up. Leah Remney's show about Scientology is the best show because she gets driven around by an ex-Scientologist. They're oh both ex-Scientologists. And she just flips off all the Scientology buildings <laughs> in, in LA. And she, That's the show. She fucking bitches. She, it's amazing because Scientology is the most fucked up thing in the world. And I watched so many documentaries about yes. it. The way that they hunt down the people that mm-hmm. try to leave yeah, afterwards is yeah. so insane. And I truly scary. believe that if we had a different president, the FBI would finally start going after Scientology because it's really fucked up. But Leah Remini, they're always like the every week they show what the Church of Scientology's response is to her. And she just looks dead at the camera with the softest lighting. Like you can't even tell where the (laughs) end of her face ends. It's Kardashian lighting. But only for her. Everyone else, normal lighting. (laughs) And then every time it goes to Leah Remini, where is her face? She looks like a watercolor. But she looks dead at the camera and she's like, I will never stop. I don't give a single fuck about you guys. And then God. And then it's like next week on Scientology and she's just being driven around like yelling at, at Scientology <laughs> oh, buildings. Wow. It's like King of Queens, but with Scientology. It's amazing. <laughs> Wait, where can I watch this? It's, it's on, on TV, A&E. Right? Yeah, A&E. A&E? Okay. Uh, the thing is, the all TV, you can like, I only have an Apple TV and like downloading all the apps and watching all the commercials. I cannot watch commercials because I am so susceptible. Oh, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I, when I had Hulu with commercials, I saw this one commercial for this type of dishwasher soap. And I have been trying to get rid of my current dishwasher soap because uh-huh. I, I try not to buy multiples of things for, it seems like a year and a half because all I want is this Cascade dishwasher soap. <laughs> and it's because I watch one fucking commercial. So literally, I am only allowed to buy TV now on Amazon because it saves me money in the From end. From watching commercials, yeah. Yeah, that's I, true. So many things I have bought from commercials. Uh, but see, I, I'm just <laughs> terrible because my go-to is buying off Amazon because I used to never have a TV. So uh, I would only watch shows if they're available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And now I have a television and I just forget about like recording or on demand. Oh, and yeah. so I just go to buy on Amazon. Then I'm like, I just wasted all my money. This no. whole season's available on demand. You know how I feel, though, about buying? I'm really OK and particularly have switched to buying TV on Amazon because I want people to know and the executives to know what I am watching and what oh. I want to buy, particularly when it's female led. Like cool. I want more of this instead of like whatever else is on Comedy Central at the time. Yeah, you you want them to give you better recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, okay. Before we get into a Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions we ask every guest that's on the podcast. Great. Um, and the first one is who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? <laughs> <laughs> um I I can only think about Donald Trump, probably yeah. him or um, honestly, Mike Pence, because I think his face Ooh. would be way funnier. Oh. He'd be like, whoa, my wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he would like have a weird <laughs> orgasm. Yeah. It's like the most contact he gets. And you're like, oh, shit, this is how he gets off. That's how, what's his face? His son that was giving him side eye when he was getting sworn in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Is the greatest photo of all time. Yeah, I changed my answer to Mike Pence. <laughs> he, he also is super evil and doesn't get enough shit. And so, yeah. True. Agree. True, true. Okay, the other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. Mine's college jogging front lawn. Pants shitting. Or like close call. Pee stories. Oh, okay. <laughs> Airplane landing yelling. 
no. Oh, that's like my worst nightmare. That is truly a worst nightmare scenario. I'm now afraid of all flight attendants. Oh my God. You know in bridesmaids when they're like, ma'am, you must be seated. Like that's like truly PTSD. You have to go to therapy for it. Oh boy. Well, new year, new you. Uh, Okay, now let's get into some questions from Twitter. We have some good ones here. So we'll just jump right in. This one is from uh, Quinta Brunson. Oh my God. Um, Who's that? I don't know. Uh, But she wants to know, can I borrow $20? Yes. Also, you owe me $20. So (laughs) (laughs) you can borrow $40. There you go. (laughs) Solid even. Uh, Brandon Cooklin wants to know, do you still dance? I I do, but I had foot surgery, so I dance in my mind, Brandon. Oh, yeah. How long is the recovery for the foot surgery? It's like six weeks. Okay. All the activities I like doing, I like dancing, I like rock climbing, and I like cycling. And I'm like, why did I fucking get foot surgery? (laughs) (laughs) Fully, there was a hand deformity I could have. Right. Would you do um, like DDR or like dance dance? What's the at home dancing one? Yeah, DDR. I have um, Just Dance on my Switch. It's super fun. My favorite song is the Ghostbusters one. It's so much (laughs) fucking fun. I love that. When I really, really want to get hype, like sometimes before I go out, I put on the original Ghostbusters theme. The original really? theme? Yeah. Like, who are you going to call? Da, da, da. Yeah, it, it picks up in this crazy way. When it's like, da, 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 da. anyway. But that, that's I'm, so funny. That's a, a hot tip for yeah, anyone. Deep cut. I'm going to learn how to DJ so that I can make it into the a ultimate remix, remix that oh. I want it to be with like Pitbull going, Dale. <laughs> Uh, that would be amazing. Also, if any of you out there have any links to current remixes of uh, the original Ghostbusters oh, song, please. I'd love it. Um, okay. Bert Carolyn wants to know, who's your favorite person to follow on Twitter at the moment? Oh, who is my favorite person or, to follow? I would expand this just to like Instagram too or social media. Is there someone when you open yes. your phone, other than Oprah, that you're like, I have to see what they're doing? Do you guys follow... Uh, Britney Spears on Instagram. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's the best. It's a constant question of why, how come? Every- Where does she find the memes? It's like 90% minion and fairy content. And it doesn't make sense. And the videos of her painting at oh, home. Oh yeah, those are amazing. And then whenever, it's either like a funny meme or whenever Britney like wants to show her outfit, she's like been through so much yeah. that she can barely like walk. <laughs> and like she smiles in the most awkward way. And she does these at-home fashion shows yes. all the time, which are just at random. And then it'll be like her wearing like a couple cute dresses that she clearly just got. And then all of a sudden, like a schoolgirl yeah. uniform at the end. And you're like, what? I want an Instagram called the people who Instagram these famous people. <laughs> yeah. Because do you follow Rihanna on no, Snapchat? Okay. I only, for a brief period of time, I followed Rihanna on Snapchat and her assistant does all the Snapchatting. And one night, Rihanna fucking came home with a puppy drunk from the club. <laughs> And her best friend is like, sis, where'd you get that puppy from? And she's like, this is my puppy now. His name's Shushu. And she's like, it's like, it's, you gotta, there's, I, I was like, oh my God, this is gone forever. It's on the internet. Google Rihanna drunk puppy. And Did she keep I, I think she kept it. I have no idea. Maybe she moved on to like billionaires from Saudi Arabia, but. 
She came home inexplicably, not just with the puppy, but like with all the gear that you need from puppy at 3 a.m. I don't even know where she got it. Leashes and bowls and dog food. She like unzips her like jacket at one point and is like, this is my dog. (laughs) And her assistant is like, just tell me where you got the puppy and you can keep it. And she's like, I'm not telling you. (laughs) And it's all on Snapchat. It's all on Snapchat. And that's what I love about Rihanna's Snapchat. It's just her assistant being like, you're the freaking worst. Oh. Oh my God. When I learned that Rihanna would leave bars and restaurants like with the glass of wine, I was like, she's perfect. All these photos of her just walking out holding like an actual <laughs> glass of wine from a restaurant. Yeah, like, I haven't waiting even for seen the car those. to pick her up. Oh, I, uh, it's there's so, a bunch. That's what she's notorious for, that she just really? leaves with a glass or whatever she's yeah. drinking. Little do you know, because we're distracted by the wine, there's a puppy in her hand. Now I want to find out the status of the puppy. Mm-hmm. Okay, No Filter Grace wants to know, what's the weirdest or most awkward moment you've had between you tiny hand and another person okay tiny hand is my favorite thing to do and i think the most (laughs) awkward thing is how i got tiny hand the origin Uh story so like fans will come up to you and give you really weird stuff but usually it's really nice yeah this man came up to me one day (laughs) and most like 90 percent of my fans are female and this man came up to me he's like hey i love your videos i know this is kind of weird but when i meet new people i like to give them something i was like oh my god please don't show me your dick and and instead even creepier he gave me a tiny plastic hand and i was like (laughs) and he's like just thanks for being you and making what you make and then he left and i was like what What? do i do with this so i put it in my car and forgot about it because i was like i think this means i've been marked or i'm gonna die or something (laughs) my immediate thought is there's a tracking device in there burn it throw it away so like one day a lot later i was like driving driving with one of my friends and I found it in my glove compartment because we were looking for something else. And ever since then, it's been like my favorite thing. And I don't know what, ha- I think it was with Quinta and I was like, why you cry Quinta? And it has its own voice and its own like personality. <laughs> I forgot it's, to bring it. It's created its own universe. Mm-hmm. I spell, uh, smell a spinoff series. Yeah, I got a I got a tiny hand of color, too, because the one that I got was very white. And I found <laughs> later a tiny hand of color. And I was like, yeah, girl. There you go. <laughs> They're dating is what's going to happen in my, <laughs> in my universe. That's canon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you I heard think it here. I think it's a great series. Um, Jay Rain, Ryan wants to know, button all the way up or keep the top three open? Oh, depends on how queer I'm feeling that day. <laughs> Like if I want to, then honestly, though, I feel like my neck is bigger than most. And so I'll try and button it all the way. And then it feels like I'm dying. That you're getting suffocated. So mainly just like one button. But then you get to the problem of one button down looks way too weird. Right. They're like, like, I look like I'm going to church. Exactly. And so usually like two buttons down. I don't know if that was one of the options. I mean, you create your own. Did you do you feel like you since doing that video where you had your friends re like give you a makeover style wise? Do you feel like you've experimented more since then? I mean, I'm currently wearing a a shirt that you can see through. You can see my bra. It's (laughs) unfortunate. I forgot that this wasn't taped. And this morning I was like, oh, my God, I got to wax my mustache. And I did it, and then I was like, "Fuck, it's not being taped." No, we used to we used to have everything on camera, and now we've just pared back down. Well, we have. We'll take some photos later. Dope. So. Don't I worry, do. I do feel like my fabulous style. Outfit, Thank so you. It's nice to show that off. I feel like my style has changed a lot. Basically, I wanted to do that video because I had like a uniform that wasn't unfashionable. It was just boring, sure. and so I there I would go into stores and feel like I didn't even have the right to try on stuff. Oh. And so um, now I do, and now I own it. But there I got go. a burp. I'm sorry. God bless. All the LaCroix. My whole life is like just burping into microphones. (laughs) Um, Nine times wants to know, do you relate more to Mary Kate or Ashley growing up? And now? 
Well, I mean, my name was, is, it's not was Ashley. <laughs> this is where I'm debuting my new name. Uh, it's Oprah Michelle Obama Perez. <laughs> get the Twitter handle. Oprah, no. Oprah Michelle Obama, Obama Perez. I really great, wanted to get a, that's a like back Donald tattoo. Trump's worst nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted a back tattoo that says a tramp stamp. This is when they go low. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> With like oh, angel that's wings. That's so good. That's perfect. Oh There's still time. I used to relate to, to, Ash or I wanted to relate to Ashley, but I always related to Mary Kate and it felt weird to me. But can I tell how you how do you how do you how would you describe the differentiation between the two? I feel like Mary Kate is a little more down to earth and mm-hmm. she was always a little more tomboyish to me. Yeah. The one thing though that okay, one of the most recurring thoughts I've had throughout my life, which is crazy, is what are the Olsen twins doing right now? Because <laughs> they were one of the most oh, shoot, famous people to me. They're calling. Yeah. They're calling right now. Oh my God. They're like, Ashley, <laughs> they were one of the most famous people to me because like I was really young when I like no, same, encountered I grew the Olsons. Up with them. Yeah. And they were like the embodiment of like, if you want to be in entertainment yes. as, a success, as a successful young woman, mm-hmm. they had their own franchises, their own movies. And they were like seven. Right. <laughs> that was the problem with them is I was like, when I was like hitting six and a half, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this in this <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> but that was like, because they were so famous to me, even now, I'll be like, oh, my God, Mary Kay and Ashley are like alive right now. What are they doing? They're like with weird They're French billionaires. older men. Yeah. That look like wearing black fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're and not. They, they didn't turn out. Now we're all on the Elizabeth Olsen train. Right. The forgotten Olsen twin that now mm-hmm. is like broken out of her sister's shadow. And she's still the bizarre. Ashley Simpson of. <laughs> yeah, she's truly the Ashley Simpson of the Olsen brand. But. <laughs> Also bizarre that her face looks identical to her sister's, mm-hmm. even though she's not. She part was of the actually a triplet, and they're just like, we don't need three; we yeah. only need two. And, and she just like... got taller, so they just <laughs> push her to the side. Um, someone's know what Hogwarts house are you in? Okay, this is a big. I think I'm a Gryffindor, but a lot of people in my life think I'm a Hufflepuff. Have you taken the test? I've taken so many tests, and I've taken <laughs> the official Pottermore Pottermore one, right. and I am a Gryffindor unequivocally. There you go. But I spent a lot of like one night at three a.m. just tweeting at J.K. Rowling, being like, "I know you're awake. <laughs> Tell me what house I'm in. I need your help right Listen, now. Listen, bitch, my friends are coming at me real hard right now. <laughs> I don't want to be a damn Hufflepuff. Nine one one. But um, Hufflepuffs are so sensitive. So when I was like very against it, they're like. But I'm a Hufflepuff. That's I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, I've taken it a couple times, and I I yeah, agree. You're like a proud Hufflepuff. I can see that. Yeah, just like a floaty weirdo, like what a floaty yeah. Slytherin. Oh yeah. Oh right. Mel, who are you? Slytherin. Oh, Diane, you're a Gryffindor, right? I can see that. I was a Gryffindor for a while, but then I got vicious. She's literally oh. wearing green right now. Yeah, oh, you do look very sinister right now. Very Malfoy. Get it? Yeah. Um, the same person wants to know what house do you think Quinta is in? Slytherin for sure. <laughs> Quinta knows nothing about Harry Potter, but one day we were having this discussion. She's like, "Dog, I'm a fucking Slytherin," and we were like, "Okay, Quinta." <laughs> oh, this is a fun question. This is Nellie wants to know which Buzzfeed person would you most likely rob a bank with? Oh, <laughs> oh my God, who would I choose? Keith would be very entertaining, but he's a little too big and conspicuous. Yeah, I feel like he would give you guys away really quickly. Yeah, and then Eugene would like be like, let's take a beautiful photo right now <laughs> and we'd get caught. I would say probably Quinta because she's like tiny and could like talk her way out of shit. Oh, that makes sense. Honestly, the security guard would probably be a big fan and then be <laughs> yeah, like, Quinta, oh my God, I love you. And then we'd just walk in and out. What's the weirdest experience? This is just my question that you guys have had with like fans in real life or the most like, 
Besides being given a small severed hand. Besides a tiny <laughs> hand, like the most memorable or like, oh, totally unexpected. The first time I ever got recognized was at Disneyland and a and a girl just hugged me. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. I didn't know who it was or what was happening. And she looked at me, started crying and hugged me. And I, I was like, I don't, this possibly could not be for me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in the Honda. And the thing is, when you're recognized in a line and you're oh, just yeah. in a line with oh, them, God. it was like an hour and a half of her looking over and kind of crying and oh. like, can I hug you? Oh, and I'm like, gosh. oh, no. She was very sweet, whoever you are. You're like, this is all well-intentioned, but now this is an yep. uncomfortable line scenario. And then there was, I went to the Apple store when I like went home for Christmas one day. And this man who was like 59 years old and like an older white man who kind of looked like a bummed out Santa Claus... <laughs> He leaned over while we were standing, both looking at the wall, like at the gadgets. And he goes, I love your content. Oh, God. <laughs> he like whispered it to you. Yeah, I was like, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a library. That was so weird. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. He said content. Yeah, content, <laughs> which is super weird. A consummate professional. That's mm-hmm. so funny. Um, have you done any of the videos that BuzzFeed does where you handcuff yourself to someone? I did one and it was so boring because I didn't like it <laughs> that they never put it out. Oh, really? Yeah. Who yeah. were you handcuffed to? I was handcuffed to uh, Chantal and it was just, we didn't do anything. And it's so like, we this is just normal. Like, yeah, they were like, fine. this is too boring. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to do it again, who would you choose? Um, would you and Quinta ever do that? <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty great. Well, Quinta is like constantly exhausted by me. So I would have <laughs> the best time. And the way I exhaust her the most is just by saying her famous catchphrases. Oh. So I would love <laughs> to be handcuffed to her and then be walking places and be like, he got money. <laughs> Either I, that or Ella. But Ella and I would just have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, I feel like you guys would just be chill. We probably would, though, be like, I feel crazy. Let's go rob a bank or something. <laughs> I don't think we would be chill. Uh, I, regardless, I would like Who to would see you get handcuffed to? Oh, God, I don't know. I would be uncomfortable no matter what. Mm. I mean, I would probably being handcuffed with Mamrie would be fun. Yeah. Because I think we both like you guys are just get wasted. Yeah. And we both have just such irregular bowels that I think we would just be like, there's no shame. Like, just do whatever you need to do. We've been backstage at shows with each other so much oh that we understand. God. I think Hannah and I would get I think Hannah would be just so tired and want to like do her own thing immediately <laughs> she would say she'd yes like, to it. i need to journal yeah she'd be like yes of course or she'd forget that she has like twelve thousand meetings that same day <laughs> and she wouldn't think it through and be like all right now i come um victoria lynn oz wants to know what is your housewife's tagline oh do you watch real housewives yeah i do what would my tagline be it's hard I can only think of, you know, remember that Nick Kroll show, The Liz? Yeah. Liz and Liz. Publicity. It's off our knees. My favorite thing in that show is when she's like, I just want to do it in like chunks. And she says chunks. And I feel like my tagline would just be like, it's chonky. <laughs> I'm all for it. I support it. Uh, there should be a BuzzFeed Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Or I would just yell Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be so good. Uh, okay, speaking of Oprah, Spookarella Chloe wants to know, if you were to work for Oprah's campaign 2020, oh what would your title be and what would you be doing for her? Would you also then work in the White House when she is elected? Yes, yes, yes. I would be the director of Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly would do anything for Oprah. You know how Tony Hale and Veep just holds her bag? Yeah. I would love to do that. So you'd be her body man. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, Stedman's job, though. 
Yeah. Just to hold her bag. There's just like cabbages in it. Yeah. <laughs> just in case the opportunity I, to Instagram oh, I would be director of Harvest Day and then in the <gasps> White House I would tend to Michelle Obama's garden uh, I think that'd be a great and you'd turn Harvest Day into like a national a celebrated national holiday. holiday exactly everyone gets off of work we can replace like Columbus Day or some like shitty white man day yeah I think or, it's, or ma- Spanish man I think it's overdue yeah I think that the world would be much more uh, open to Harvest Day <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you could ride a unicorn, where would you ride it to? From Imbar three two five rider. What if I was just like like Whole Foods or something? Because there's like special <laughs> unicorn parking. Right, they're like uh, from the airport to my house yeah, during that'd be rush dope. hour. I think I would want to do that. Just like a very very normal place to see how people reacted. I feel. What's the craziest thing that you've ever seen in Los Angeles? I used to live in Echo Park, and I remember I was running in the neighborhood, and there's a coffee shop up in like the hills where I was running and there was just a horse outside of the coffee shop and I was like this is the most east side LA thing I've ever seen I'm not surprised by it but this is so stupid honestly it's just like the kinds of get-ups that people are wearing on the street I Mm. saw a woman who must have been like 93 years old and she looked like she had just had the craziest night in WeHo and I was like (laughs) good for you girl and people were like trying to give her money because they thought she was homeless and she was just clearly like having a great time (laughs) she's like I'm fine Uh, LA is nowhere near as weird as New York though like the amount of weird stuff you see on the subway it will never ever compare to New York and you're so desensitized to it in New York that you forget at least I Mm -hmm. forget like Jack and I met in New York and mm-hmm. so thinking back on stories, I'm like, oh, right. Every that day happened. was a jungle. Just, yeah, like, they're on the subway all the time. You ever get that happen where like the subway like pulls up and you're like, oh, God, it's gonna be so crowded. And then it pulls up and you're like, oh, sweet. This car's like empty. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get in, you're like, oh, no, I've <laughs> made a mistake. And yeah. there's this one extremely stinky man. Yeah. And oh that's the reason why the car is empty. Yeah. Ooh. Just vomit everywhere. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like in, in L.A., you just see a lot of people like picking their nose in the car. Yeah. Distractedly. And they go to town. Yeah. It's oh, no. true. I thought the other day, I was like, people don't realize that when their windows is, are up, it doesn't mean they're not still clear. That's so funny. <laughs> I feel like everyone assumes my windows are up. No one can see what I'm no doing me. in this clear box. Turns out everyone is the same. We all just want to pick our nose. Yeah. In peace. We just need to pick our nose as we get to whatever it is we're going to. <laughs> um, cycle. Okay. This last Twitter question comes from Muva and they say, or they ask, how do I stay confident enough to fart in public? Oh, man. Just do it. Make sure you don't have headphones on so you're, like, unaware. My favorite thing is to watch people in the gym who, like, remove their headphones for a second. It's clear they're farting. Yeah. They're yeah. farting and trying to let you know that they're, like, smelling something yeah. to make it look like they didn't fart. They're deflecting pre their own That's farts. So funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, just do what you want. 2018, let it be the year that you do what you want. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I always think, like, planes are the best case scenario to just fart away and have you been ever been in airport bathrooms is everyone loses all of their inhibitions (laughs) in an airport bathroom oh i agree i don't know what it is people have like gotten too much gas in them in the flight but you step into an airport bathroom and it's a cacophonous symphony (laughs) of farts like the most intense farts that anyone's had in their life it's also uh like a meeting ground where everyone assumes that they're homeless like people are showering Mm -hmm. in the sink people are changing openly like like in front of the stalls, people are doing full makeup, full like face masks, yep. everything. They're never going to see these people again. They're just sharding their brains out <laughs> yeah. and then shoving like people putting deodorant on as I've quickly as they can. I've seen a woman shaving her legs like in the sink before oh that clearly is like Whoa. has somewhere to go right from the airport. I, it's been like 
insane. They're like, yeah, I guess this is just what I imagine a sorority house is like. Yep. And and to bring I've it never full seen circle, this. that's what it must it was be like. a ladies' room thing. Cause yeah. I've never seen this. I mean, I've had things where I've had to go right from an airport to something. And sure, so I've it makes like sense. done my makeup or whatever yeah. and like fixed my face and like dry shampooed my whole body and all that. <laughs> but I've seen like women as if this is their apartment that they've lived in mm-hmm. for 20 years. Wow. When Mitchell and I flew to London and we were, we had to take a car to Brighton, I got off the plane and like brushed my teeth in the bathroom and he was so grossed out by it. He's really? like, that what you were, are you doing? That you were brushing your teeth in the bathroom? Yeah. Which yeah. seems like a normal place. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. It's He's like, what are you place. doing? Like, that's for private. And I was like, I'm what? I'm just brushing my teeth. That's for private? <laughs> Basically, that's yeah. for private no-no time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't brush your teeth in public. What's wrong with you? Yeah, he was so grossed out by it. Oh, Mitchell. But, you know, Mitchell's a little fussy. God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the last thing, uh, we have a little segment called This Is Curious, where we found something that you posted on social media okay. um, that we just want to know what the backstory is. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a tweet from you. Yeah, we do. There it is. Um, it says, me as Adele. Hello, it's me. JK, JK, please disregard that text. I was tipsy, lols. Hope you're well. <laughs> And then a wine emoji, wink face emoji, and okay fingers emoji. Oh, this man. is from December 6, 2015. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? 2015 was such a different time. We were just like, <laughs> we're so here's pure. a joke. <laughs> here's, there's, I don't have any official government documents I need to retweet today. So it's like, I was thinking about Adele. I yeah. mean, this was a period in my life. Yeah, I was still single then. And I definitely, anytime I would get tipsy, would just go through my entire phone and tell anyone that I had a crush on just like hey what's up and <laughs> so when this song came out i definitely read it as like oh my god that actually is me but not in the serious we used to be in a relationship way but like maybe we could be in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> and then the jk jk is the next morning when i'm like oh my god Oops. Oops. misfire <laughs> sorry i meant this for someone else That's so funny wait i just realized okay i've been doing this new thing and mm-hmm. it, you can totally cut this out of the show but it'd be fun um i've been doing a uh fortune every day because I want again like my Twitter feed is so depressing because of the current political climate that I just want like fun like fortune so it's like may you try on a pair of jeans and your ass looks great oh that you've been yeah it's just a fortune that I'm giving out to people oh so do you want to do the fortune for today with me yeah well we can actually do this together because we have the gift for you for being a guest on our show which is actually a fortune cookie oh with the a tailored fortune specifically for you. How weird. Wait, what? Diana's presenting. We have two like options. Like I said, we've done, we've done research. So this is oh, your shit. gift for giving us your time. So maybe oh. this can be your fortune for today. Oh, yeah, shit. Okay, let's see. Lucky numbers. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it says bread, Oprah. <laughs> you gotta watch, if you haven't watched yet, Oprah Winfrey's uh, Weight Watchers ad where she only talks about how she eats bread every day. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. She's like, I will not deny myself bread. You know what? I'm glad that my brand is so closely associated with Oprah. I think it's your manifesting. <laughs> so maybe a fortune that you craft that may you love something today as much as Oprah loves bread. Literally, I think my last three fortunes have been about Oprah. So, <laughs> okay, let's do it. On brand. I think that's a great. Mm-hmm. Thing that you're doing on a daily basis Honestly, put something positive into the universe and it makes me so happy i just haven't i haven't had that kind of joy in a while and they're just so silly that's and people great are like this is the most positive thing on my timeline give people <laughs> something exciting about twitter to look forward to rather than going oh god what's going to happen when i open up twitter right how now how did you find this tweet 
Who, Mel who went? found it. Did you go that deep? Or Diane I... found it. Deep dive. Ashley, thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you for having me here. If people don't know, where can they find you across all social media, on the internet, etc.? It's ITS Ashley Perez and Ashley with no E. Ashley with no E. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check it out. She's making really great content and you have a lot of like really fun stuff coming up that I, I don't do. want to like spoil, but cool things are on the horizon. Yeah, you're going to know. They're going to be checking every day and be like, not today, the cool thing. (laughs) (laughs) Refresh, refresh. Why? (laughs) Just another fortune. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much. This was so fun. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. deep. With Grace Helbig. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by the premiere of an amazing new show on NBC called Good Girls. It stars Christina Hendricks, Retta, and Mae Whitman. Vogue.com raves, get ready to be hooked. Don't miss Good Girls after the premiere of The Voice with new coach Kelly Clarkson, Monday, February 26th on NBC. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Production assistance by Jenny Stringfellow. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 